You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KCSN Postgame Show. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Getting the first dub of the season. It might be preseason, but the Chiefs still getting it done. 38-10 out in Arizona, the place where they actually won the Super Bowl. So some good mojo for Kansas City. Now rolling into preseason game number three next weekend before they kick things off, of course, with the regular season. Open it up on Thursday Night Football, hosting the Lions in Kansas City. Now, thanks for joining us here in Kansas City Sports Network. We are at the Kingdom Bar, which is under new management. We got a whole new regime here this coming season. This is the place that you want to be for the rest of the Kansas City Chiefs season. The place to be, the people to see, everything we're going to have for you on, of course, Kansas City Sports Network. And right now we're going to break down what just happened in preseason game number two. Talk about the three quarterbacks we saw in what order, who scored those touchdowns, and everything you need to know. It's coming up here on the postgame show. Cheers to that. 38 to 10 Chiefs win. That was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun drinking this Ben Holiday bottled in Bond bourbon right now. What's up, everybody? Kent Swanson, Tucker D. Franklin. Cheers. Cheers, my man. It is uh it's uh it's fun to be here watching this game. Uh happy Saturday night to all of you. Thank <laughs> you for everyone that is hanging out with us tonight. Uh, I know that uh, you know, I know there's there's other things you could be doing on a Saturday night. We appreciate you all hanging out with us for sure. Breaking down this Chiefs win, 38-10. It looked like yeah. week one against the Arizona Cardinals in the regular season last year. Uh, it was an absolute blowout, uh, and everyone kind of got involved. It was up and down the roster. A lot, a lot of people getting involved, a lot of people having fun today. Right. I know that when we first started watching this game, <laughs> there was a little nerves going on yeah. when we first started watching this game. And then Patrick Mahomes happened. They scored a touchdown. <laughs> they got into a rhythm. It felt a whole lot better uh, watching this game. When some scoring happened, we got to see Patrick Mahomes finally score a touchdown. That was nice. Uh, but you're right. It was it was a good game overall. A nice, you know, I always love these low-pressure, low-stakes <laughs> games. Those are my favorite. And we got one of those today, preseason, but also Chiefs playing well. Always great. I think it's kind of funny, like, Mahomes was talking a little about the energy, you know, uh, last week. It, just early on in the, you know, early on in the game, it was kind of low energy. I felt right. the low energy just from, from myself personally trying to watch the beginning of that game because it was really sluggish out the gates. I mean, the defense was doing some good things. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs railed off 17 points before any, you know, before the Cardinals even put anything on the board. But um, yeah, I mean, it 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 kind of kind of got it, it kind of was sluggish off the top. It was mm-hmm. fun to see them kind of get you know going late in the late in the game. We'll talk to Craig and Maddie a little bit more about the first team unit oh, yeah. and all that stuff. There's plenty of storylines to talk about, though, with this game. One of them being the fact that all three quarterbacks that the Chiefs, well, all four quarterbacks that, I mean, all four quarterbacks look great. Three in, in particular Patrick Mahomes, 10 to 15, 105 yards, one touchdown. Shane Buchel going second. Yeah. 10 out of 10, 105 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Blaine Gabbert just comes in seven of eight, 120 yards, two touchdowns. Like the, every quarterback did something fun, did something good, and they were all incredibly efficient. Right. It was, uh, I mean, that was it was kind of a surprise. There's a lot to un- unpack with those three, but all three look great. Is it time to have a conversation, Kip? I think it might be. 
it might be time to have a little bit of a of a, of a QB two conversation. Maybe even so. QB one. Shane Michelle went ten out of ten. You can't listen. You can't you can't discount what Shane did today. <laughs> Big game Shane is what they're calling him around the streets. Uh, ten for ten, 105 yards uh, in that scramble touchdown too. Incredible awareness <laughs> from from Shane there. Uh, some good stuff all around from Shane Michelle. Was really impressed with this performance. What do you think about Shane today? I I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, like I mean, and it's funny because like if you ignore like the first possession that he had, where you know against uh, against the Saints last week, where he put two balls at risk, one actually winds winds up being intercepted. If you just like if you isolate that first, you know that first series, everything after this has looked really impressive. A lot of command, control, confidence, and it's fascinating to me at least. It's it's raising some red flag, not red flags. It's, it's raising some some stuff for me that. They wanted to see Shane Buchel mm. play with the first team unit and see what what he did, how he responded against better competition. Yeah, and what he did is have complete command of the offense. He got the ball out of his hands in time. He got the ball in the hands of his playmakers and gave them chances to make plays too. Yep. And literally was perfect. And then caps it off with an outstanding touchdown run too. Something there with with Shane Buchel. You know, we kind of talked about like. The comparison for me has been just Case Keenum, the way that he kind of operates and the way he kind of plays. There's some there's some similarities to me personally. Some I mean, yeah, stature too, but um, yeah, I, he's 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 impressing me, and I, you're starting to see why the Chiefs have intentionally held on to him the last two years. Right. I think you're starting to see that a little bit. I know that you've brought this up a lot. Where it seems like you know they have intentionally brought him on. Is it a possibility that they do? hold three quarterbacks because I don't know after, especially after a performance like this today, is he making it past the waiver wire? Can they make, can they like let him drop? Can they drop him and think that he can be back on this waiver wire? I think, I think there's a question to have about whether they ever weren't going to keep mm. three because like they, they believe in him. Like right. they've always believed in him. And like, I think that's why you've seen him held onto the roster the last two years. And you could have the you could have the conversation if they keep two, and it could be Mahomes and Michelle. Maybe they yeah. do feel good about him and his ability to take reins of this offense and be in control of this offense. It's at least making me have the question because of where he went in the pecking order this week. And right. no one's been talking. And the funny thing is, I don't think anybody's really been talking about it or treating it like a QB two controversy. Mm-hmm. Feels like it's been pretty you know, sequential. Hey, QB one. Oh, okay, obviously Patrick Lavon <laughs> Mahomes. <laughs> But like it, it always feels like it's Blaine Gabbert with the twos, Shane Michelle with the threes. They're just jumping him into the twos today. Yeah, I, it's something. It's worth paying attention to for me. It's interesting too, and I think the the conversation would be a little bit. Um, there'd be more to the conversation if Blaine Gabbert didn't go and you know also have a pretty <laughs> decent day himself. Uh, Lead the team about. in passing yards, completion percent. Oh, not completion percentage because Shane went ten out of ten touchdowns. Right. I mean. He had 158.3 rating, which means absolutely nothing. It's a very pointless stat, but it's also like as good as you can possibly get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I was very impressed with with all the quarterback plays you mentioned. Uh, two touchdowns from Blaine Gabbard, a couple good good throws there, and even then that uh, play to Amir Smith Marset, uh, a good route from Amir. Uh, Amir had himself a day too. That could be another thing we could talk about here early on, but. I- a good good play from him all around, and and yeah, I really uh, like the Blaine Gabbert show. Maybe I'm biased, right? I'm a Mizzou guy. I like Blaine Gabbert, but yeah. I thought he I thought he showed uh, pretty well today. Yeah, I mean, and I think he's the known commodity in Absolutely. the group, right? And like Absolutely. so, like, and maybe a little bit of just giving some run with the twos for Shane for or with the ones for Shane Bichelle was just mm. you know 
Blaine Gabbert's a known commodity, but also like, wouldn't you want your QB to to be getting those opportunities with the ones you know in, in this kind of setting? Like, this is exactly why you do that, and you get Mahomes off the you know. I don't know. It was it seemed like a pretty crucial uh, window of time that this team is using to kind of evaluate and stuff, and they de- they chose to give give Shane Bouchel the shot. So like that that was interesting to me. The re- the receivers, you know, you're talking you want to talk about Amir Smith Marset. I want to talk about all the young receivers Let's because Rasheed Rice, uh, Justin Ross, both have drops on their first targets. Mm-hmm. But in in the case of Rasheed Rice, his bounce back was exceptional. Like he was really good after catching, you know, dropping an RPO slant uh, in the first possession. Obviously, you would wish that you know the opportunities with Mahomes were more clean because you're going to try to build that trust with Rasheed. But yeah. man, afterwards, you know, he did a lot better catching the ball. You know, and moving after the catch was really impressive too. Yeah, I uh, was just looking at the uh, the receiving numbers. Eighteen different receivers uh, actually were targeted in this game. Uh, very funny uh, when you start to look at all the guys that that were targeted in the game. Rasheed Rice, as you mentioned, ninety six yards, eight receptions on the on it on the day. Uh, Amir Smith Marset, as I mentioned, ninety two yards. That touchdown pass that he did catch. Uh, Four, rece- four receptions for Amir Smith-Marset. Uh, Matt Bushman, a guy that we have <laughs> kind of been uh, trying to talk about a little bit when it Your comes guy. to uh, when it comes to uh, tight end, probably four, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, if they wanted to keep a keep a fourth tight end in there, uh, having thirty yards on two catches. So two big plays for Matt Bushman there. Uh, incredibly interesting uh, when it comes to all of the receivers that were targeted in, in this game. Every like I I tweeted out roughly eight thousand uh, players close. caught uh, caught passes today. Close. I mean, the, the ball was like the ball was like that's what happens when the ball isn't dropping on the ground very much. 31 out of 38 for the quarterbacks today, 393 yards, three touchdowns, average 10.3 yards per attempt. That is absurd. That is ridiculous yeah. numbers. Again, as you mentioned at the top of the show, it was like week one against it the was. Cardinals all over again. I mean, like that's the funny thing. It's like this is exactly what the Chiefs did to the Cardinals in week one of the regular season, just I mean, they didn't they, they might have started a little slow too, if that's if I yeah, remember yeah, correctly. It was the same exact script. They started slow, they weren't good, <laughs> and then they just proceeded to just absolutely eviscerate the Cardinals. Right. Different regime, but like, I mean, they were, yeah, they were dominating that game. Um, but yeah, it, it was the same thing. I, any any other big things that like stuck out to you about this? Like, I think we've talked about the two big ones: the quarterback controversy of the right. century, uh, the wide receivers kind of bouncing back and showing some stuff. Anything else big to you, Tuck? That kind of just that stood out. When you talk about the running backs, the big thing this week was LaMichael Piran. LaMichael mm-hmm. Piran was getting a lot of run this week in terms of training camp. He got the most carries, tied with Denarius Prince. Both had six carries. He had forty-one yards, uh, no touchdowns, but Denarius Prince did get twenty yards and a touchdown. So. Uh, I think they're just trying to see what they got with, with LaMichael P. Ryan. Yeah. I really think that's what's going on there. I know he got a lot of reps. They're in a weird situation when it comes to running backs right now uh, because you talk about Isaiah Pacheco is that number one guy, uh, but he's not cleared for contact yet. Yeah. Edwards Alaire, they're not gonna they're not gonna risk him in case you know Isaiah Pacheco can't get cleared for contact. They want to have him ready. Uh, they know what they have in Jarek McKinnon. He's kind of getting a little older, so they don't really want to necessarily burn him too much into the ground. So a lot of these running backs during camp, especially, has been Lamichael Piran and Denaric Prince. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Jerron Ely's gotten in there as well, but it seems like Jerron Ely's doing a little bit more wide receiver than he is running back. Uh, so just seeing those two guys get uh, the bulk of the carries. Now not a lot of carries, twelve carries between the both of them. Uh, 
Uh, but seeing those guys get uh, the carries there is uh, is interesting. I mean, it's an evaluation process for them, and you, you can say not a ton of carries. They also both led the team in carries. That's true. I mean, yeah. they weren't giving a ton of evaluation to the running back position, I don't think. I mean, you look at how much they actually wound up throwing the ball. I mean, they threw it at a at, – let me do the quick math – at 67% clip, near 70% clip. They're slinging yeah. the ball around the yard. Yeah. And uh, hey, look, the biggest pressing needs for this team are trying to evaluate the wide receiver position and get some reps. I kind of get it. You want to try to get you want to try to get some of those out there just so you're kind of, you know, getting getting these guys looks kind of makes sense. If you if you if you Absolutely. really think about it, you know, you just want to try to you know evaluate that group and getting a high volume of targets and quality targets because the ball like again, the ball wasn't dropping very much. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm we, and I know of two drops that we saw of the seven incompletions. The quarterbacks were just they were on fire today. It was, good, it was a good quarterback day. And it was. I know a lot of concerns about the turf as well. That that was that came up. Turf seemed like it was holding fine. I think Andy Reid even said that he it was gripping fine when he talked to the Cardinals. It's a weird situation over there in Arizona. They practice on it, gets a lot of use. So um yeah, it really great overall uh game to see, especially after that first preseason. To see a little bit of offensive explosion like this was uh, was nice. And it started a little scary. Obviously, like, okay, like, and I think there's still probably a few conversations to be had about the sluggish start. And if it means anything, we can talk about that a little bit with Craig and Maddie too. But yeah, um, yeah it, the, the bounce back and everyone just getting hot and, and, and going scorched earth. And they're treating it like it was KC this week and, and today. Yeah. Like they just went scorched earth just like Kansas City is right now. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Cheers, everybody. Hey, Haley, welcome welcome back into the mix here. Thanks. Yeah, it's good seeing you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Tucker got a little facelift, right? Yeah. No, he, uh, he had some work done. He beat me by five years, so it's okay. <laughs> He said something about Jarek McKinnon being so young, and I was like, man, <laughs> all right, I'll take a drink for that. Oh, thanks everybody hanging out with us. I love talk. I love you. Just, just playing games. Anyways, we're having a good time. Hey, the Chiefs won. They won by a lot. That's nice. 
I think the Cardinals just suck too. I there, there's probably a debate to be had about whether the Cardinals are just honest. terrible. Strong possibility. I don't. I'm trying to think of like. I don't feel like the rush got home very much today. Like the pass rush. Like it's almost like the Chiefs beat them without a pass rush today. <laughs> so I don't know. Things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that the things transpired the way that they did though. Right. <laughs> That's the, that's the best way to say it. It's yes. Good things happen. We also have friends who are going to talk about good things, and the friends who are coming onto the show would be, I've heard of this guy named Matt, this guy named Craig, and they they tend to know some things. <gasps> Look, and there they are. Oh, help us out because we don't know much because there's just honestly about a uh, three drives into this thing, I didn't have much more to say. <laughs> I- you guys are asking us to know things. I I don't know about that. I think that's all Craig's department. That's all Craig. No, uh, we can just sit no. here and just watch Craig tell us everything. No, well, I listen. About three drives of the game is all the Chiefs needed in this one to show us that <laughs> that, that they were fine. The offense was fine. That third drive. I think everybody that was holding their breath through those first two and being like, "Oh damn it, it's happening again," <laughs> was all fine after that third drive. That's all we really needed to see in this one. Well, didn't we Wait. get a didn't we get a crossbody Mahomes throw on one of the first two possessions too to Travis Kelsey? That was one one of the ones they didn't score, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe we did. I believe we did, and we got the one where he was out of bounds and he threw it across his body, <laughs> yes. almost completed it. Like we we got some vintage Mahomes. There. But but if we're if we're talking about it, I think the the biggest thing to take away from this, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the fact that last week it came out it took a while to get rolling. Here, Reed gave them a little more time to get things rolling. And I'm glad that he did give them the amount of time that he did because it took them until those three drives <laughs> to really get it going. And like you're saying, sprinkle a little razzle-dazzle on there, and then they finally found the Riz. I just think it's funny that we are this far into the Mahomes you know, experience that I, I we barely talked about Mahomes for the first 15 minutes and he did two kind of fun, ridiculous things. Yeah. We didn't even, cause we're, we're too like busy me. talking about Shane Bouchelle <laughs> and Blaine Gabbert. Preseason. Yeah, no, it is preseason. Cheers to that. Maddie, what do you take of the sluggish start? Anything or are you just glad to see him get back on track? What is it? I mean, after last week, I think it was just nice to see them come out with that sluggish start and then given the time, like be able to turn it around and be able to pull themselves out of it. And I guess this week was probably a little different than last week because last uh, last week they just didn't look good. There were drops, there were penalties, like it just didn't look like a good start from some silly stuff. And then you're getting the vintage Mahomes stuff. You get Travis Kelsey gets involved a little bit. They're throwing to all these different wide receivers who, you know, some are dropping the ball, but they're sticking to it. So it's just, it was nice to see this Chiefs offense start to look like the Chiefs offense that we have come to know. I don't think there was ever a concern. It wasn't going to be it. It's just, it's just nice to see that when it all comes together. And it was really nice to see some young guys and some of these receivers not start off great and then rebound throughout the game and come out and uh, have good performances on top of it. I say we jump into the receiver conversation. We like Let's it. Do it. I mean, I, I I wished everybody a happy Rashi Rice, Justin Ross Day, for those who celebrate uh, earlier today. And it got off to a real rough start. <laughs> like, <laughs> it got off to a real rough start. Both of them having a drop. It was fun to see. Uh, we can talk about both in just, like, they both got run with the ones. Mm-hmm. You know, they both got some opportunities there. You know, Rashi dropped his slant route to start, you know, to start start things off. But specifically Rashid, Craig, watching him bounce back and do what he did the rest of that half and the rest of that game really was really fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what you want to see from a young receiver. And I I think it's fun to watch what they're doing with Rashid. 
Um, I joked at about halftime that it would be easier to count the number of alignments that he didn't align in or the mm-hmm. amount of routes that he didn't run with this offense. I love that they're giving him the ball. I love that they're you know really implicitly trusting him to do what's right. That, is, that means a ton for an Andy Reid rookie. And the fact that they're exercising him in all those roles means a lot. I like that they also went back to that RPO, that slant again. He was able to make a guy miss juke another guy in the open field, create some extra yardage. It it was all positive after that first drop, really. And even the stuff that wasn't like super big, you know, big impactful plays, it was still awesome to watch him get out there, watch him get run with the ones, see him integrated into the offense. I think we've got a very clear vision. Now all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, what was she Rice is going to mean to this offense? I don't know that we do from some of the other wide receivers. Mm has me excited about them as well. But I think we see Rasheed Rice is not just going to be one type of guy for this offense. He's going to mean a lot and align in a lot of different ways. And I think that that's going to give some defenses fits. And I'm I'm excited for him. I'm excited that he was able to bounce back and have the day that he did after a rough drop mm-hmm. in my opening position. And I, th- I think to that point, that's something that we saw last season in the preseason and, and even in the regular season. Remember what happened with Sky Moore? <laughs> it wasn't great. It wasn't great for a while either. But things did eventually get better mm-hmm. because – and I don't know if it's just being hard-headed or coaches knowing what they're actually doing, but continuing to put those players in to get those reps and bounce back from it. The mentality and, and the mental game of, of football, especially at this level, is such such a key point of emphasis. And to say that you're able to bounce back from that, to to get right back into the game, to pick it up, shake it off, and, and, and you know, mm-hmm. shake it off, shake <laughs> it off. Uh, uh, uh. This is what this show's always been missing right here, actually. So, like, this is this is what we I needed. More, we needed more singing. Exactly. This is this is what we needed. I'm so, I'm ready no. for this now. It was so similar to the original that we might get in trouble for copyright. That's yeah. <laughs> so pitch perfect. Yeah, I, uh, I couldn't even know what you singing. I thought she was tell here. Anything different. Whatever. Maddie, Justin Same Ross. <laughs> I, I want to talk to Matt, Matt, Justin Ross, Maddie. Like, just I mean, yeah. he plays drop, rough. Had some time with the ones. They gave him some opportunities. You know, a little bit of volume. Two catches, 18 yards. Just what do you think about what do you think about Justin Ross today? I thought I thought he had another good performance. You know, he came out. Uh, there was that early drop on that low throw. It was a difficult one to make, and then he rebounds, has the nice little pivot route, and then he gets open in towards the corner of the end zone later on. It's mm-hmm. like it was another solid performance from Ross. I do think, like as Craig was talking about to Rishi Rice. He's being given a lot on his plate. Rice's a lot of different stuff. Ross's role seems to be a little bit more defined. And I mm-hmm. do think that's going to make it a little bit trickier to really break out onto the field. It's going to be a little bit more difficult, I think, for him to find footing as you get to the regular season. But what we are seeing is a guy that is healthy, who can clearly play at the NFL level like he everybody always thought if he was healthy. And the flashes are clearly there. So the future is still looking very bright for Ross. I just do think that, you know, we got to be a little careful with that hype train. That's definitely rolling. His usage is a little more limited than what some of the other guys are. And he is operating in that kind of spot where MVS or Justin Watson are already playing. Mm-hmm. And Hey, both those guys looked well when they were getting targets early on in the game as well. I think, no, I think no. Hype train <laughs> is off the rails, Maddie. Hype trains off the rails. Did you see that whip route? That whip route was, it was nice. That, you know, it was cooked. You know, I think Justin Ross is in Sharpie. Yeah. I'll say it. Sharpie that man. Justin Ross is making this football team. I think he's I think, I think so. they're gonna they're gonna find a way to so keep too. seven receivers. 
They might. Mm, yeah. They, you know, we've 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 put four running backs in Sharpie <sighs> for the longest time. I don't know about that. I don't yeah. know. I I want to have. I I want to talk to you guys a little bit about Lamichael P Ryan and Denary Prince. Because I, I know Denaric Prince has shown some things this, you know, especially early in camp. You've shown the soft hands out of the backfield, being that big of a guy, the explosion, all that stuff. I'm looking at it in, in the first two games. Like, Maddie, I think you said it. The moment's been too big for him, maybe. And he's looked like mm. the moment's too big for him. He struggled again. I think he struggled carrying the football. I think he struggled on special teams. He's tripping over himself on special teams. Granted, I mean, it's like, it's like a driving range out there, like that field in Arizona. But... <laughs> it's it's tough. I'm a little bit. I'm starting to get a little bit nervous about Denaric Prince. I don't know if you guys feel about that. Feel the same way about it. Uh, I mean, I thought Prince played better this week than he did last week. Like last week, I definitely thought the. I don't want to say the moment was too big, but like it's his first time playing in the NFL. It's different. Guys are bigger, mm-hmm. faster, stronger. He's been watching these guys play this, you know, his entire life, and now he's out there with them. So I think last week it was definitely some nerves or just some hesitancy. This week, I didn't see it as much. I mean, I thought he looked more ready to go. Even when he slipped, he tried to put his foot in the ground and really just accelerate. And then that led to this uh, driving range field that we are talking about here. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, divots I, everywhere. He, just he everywhere. Was not, I don't think he was particularly great in this game. Like, I think we all saw that or the early training camp hype of the receptions and all of the hype coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't quite lived up to it. But I mean, He's a rookie, an undrafted free agent rookie that was still going out there and playing with this team. He was scored his touchdown. He didn't look out of place at any point in time. He's still really big. He's still fast. He gets a runway. I just think we're starting to run into some of the limitations that he kind of had as a player that led to him being an undrafted free agent. And it's not matching up with the hype that I think we all just expected early on. And that's where it's, I go Craig. No, if you go by all means, because I have some more thoughts too, but because like, yeah, go, you got it. He lost his kick returner. Uh, role mm-hmm. like I mean yeah. Richie James was the first guy up uh, mm-hmm. in kick return this week that's that's a big deal because I think that was the the real reason that everybody was just like oh listen Dave Tobe loves this guy so mm-hmm. you know it, you you got to figure out a way to get him on the roster yeah he looks good in camp as well even if he doesn't look great on the offense you know in preseason Dave Tobe loves this guy now all of a sudden Richie James is the first guy out there who had a better return you know in the first preseason game comes out here looks a little bit better as well i just i wonder a little bit you know like to maddie's point there if it just seems a little bit faster than Mm -hmm. he was expecting you know obviously in camp they're not going to the ground they're not doing some of the stuff that you know they're they're doing Mm -hmm. you know as far as you know full physical contact you know going 100 all the time i think it shows up with him unfortunately which sucks because i really like him and i think he's a very fun player but i feel a lot more comfortable or a lot less comfortable putting him on the 53 Mm -hmm. after this week and after last week than i maybe did you know during all the camp hype when we were seeing all the videos sure and some of that to be expected but there were a lot Mm -hmm. more positives that came out of this week versus last week tucker you got a little tidbit for us throw it in there yes i do uh you know me i'm back here scoping twitter seeing what andy reed's saying at the podium tidbits uh little little some tucker tidbits here d tidbits tucker d tidbits and the d stands (laughs) for tidbits uh this first one is from jordan foot uh, he tweets out Chiefs head coach Andy Reid says the team has no injuries to report tonight. That's we good like news that. for KC on the health front. And this all one is from uh, Matt Verderam. Uh, the Chiefs had 38 pass attempts tonight, and they allowed zero quarterback hits. 
Yeah. Ooh. Let's talk. Can we talk? That's a, yeah. Go O line. I'm just, I, that I was Kent fun Fluster. to watch. Everyone, pass protection was everyone great. talk at once. Let's go. Yeah. One, two, three, go. Uh, okay. Okay. No, okay. Nah. Nah. No, right. just YouTube. Craig, you had it. Yeah. I, you could have. You, you could have. Anyways, O line. No, I. Look, phenomenal. Fantastic. We have, we have some wonderful things. There's a lot of good things to talk about with the yeah. offensive line. Pass protection was great. I mean, it. Who would have thunk? Well, it's. I, you hope. You hope. You do hope, because, you do you know, hope the, when the, you have a half billion dollar man back there. Well, yeah. yeah, and Donovan Smith's rebound looks real through a, mm. a small sample size. And Jawan Taylor has looked great in pass protection. He already has the snap count timed up perfectly because that man is getting out of his stance at an alarmingly fast clip. Good at least him. one of those was a false start. At no, least one of those. No, Lane Johnson start. for the title. Yeah, he is dude, challenging and, Lane Johnson. Him for that and title. Lane are yeah. Mm-hmm. There, but I mean, Maddie, how did you feel about this offensive line and and honestly, just the entire offensive line depth too? I mean, I thought the first team offensive line was phenomenal. Um, I thought last week the tackles had played pretty well, and the first week with the I thought the interior wasn't so great. This week was a little bit different. I mean, the pass protection was great. I thought the run blocking took a step forward. I we're all going to pay attention to the tackles, right? It's like there's no reason to skirt around it. Juwan Taylor moves like he's floating, right? When you watch him out there, it just looks like he's kind of floating. His athleticism is something that you probably can't compare to any Chiefs tackle recently, besides maybe Eric Fisher, mm-hmm. and even him. I just think he moves easier he's just floating around all the time and donovan smith is so strong he's turning everything into a bar fight like he still looks like he's i don't want to say struggling but trying to get used to how the chiefs like to pass protect trying to get used to operating in space and just like straight back on some of these vertical sets but he's doing a really good job framing up his blocks being physical kind of being that enforcer type offensive tackle so i could i mean i was very impressed with the uh, first team offensive line the Cardinals don't have the best pass rush, though. And this is something I talked about. I don't know if the offensive line is going to really get tested until the regular season. But, hey, it's all been all good things so far through two weeks for them. I would like to formally issue an apology to Donovan Smith for doubting him. Because he, that, <laughs> that man bad, looks right? phenomenal. I could, like, yeah. I mean, he, there, he's a different player. He alluded to the fact that I played through some injuries. Maybe I shouldn't have been out there. But, you know, I, I am who I am. I want to be on the field. I want to do all this stuff. He looks phenomenal. Like, I mean, he he looks like he's in great shape, playing physical. Like, I I I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong. I thought that the player that we saw last year was closer to the player that the Chiefs are going to get this year. Yeah, he's still working out some of the technique stuff. That's going to happen mm-hmm. when you've got Patrick Mahomes back there. You saw Mahomes drifting a little further out of the pocket again. Guess what? It's because he feels comfortable doing it again. Maybe he didn't last year. Now, all of a sudden, he does. A large part of that is Jawan Taylor and Donovan Smith playing as well as they are. So, yeah, formal apology to Donovan Smith there. (laughs) Just absolutely great so far. I think it's just funny. You know, I don't know if it's mixed messages. The Chiefs didn't send mixed messages because they're not sending public messages. But it's just funny the discourse and the way that the tackle position has been framed all offseason. Because we had – Hey, Jawan, we had the Orlando Brown stuff, and then it was like Jawan Taylor, they're signing him for a big contract, but they're gonna move they're, they're gonna move him to left tackle. He's gonna go play tackle, uh, or play on the left side. And then it was, you know, maybe that was a little bit of just trying to yeah. trick people to you it's know, like the not... Michael Scott, like snip, 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 snip. Yeah, it's just back and forth. Just so, like, hey, look, they go through the draft process. Maybe they wanted to nerd tackle early, maybe they didn't. I don't know, but maybe saying Jawan Taylor should be your yeah. left tackle, maybe that was a reason to, uh, you know take some people off the scent and then they go and grab Donovan Smith. And we're mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe this is, 
I don't know if we we didn't go out and say this is Wanye Morris insurance, but it was definitely sure. like this is a veteran yeah. that might be beat out of like he can be beat out mm-hmm. potentially. You know, this is a guy that could potentially beat out still. I, that's not happening. He looks great. He's been great. Uh, I think he's been kind of locked in there from Jump Street. I don't think this was ever really actually a competition. Nope. And I, I think I don't want to be premature in saying these things, but I even saw a viewer's comment bring that up. I think this is a, in the makings. I don't want to say it, but potentially in the makings of being one of the best offensive lines that Mahomes will play behind yep. since he had Mitch Schwartz yep. and since he had Fisher. Mm-hmm. And we went all the way back to Super Bowl 54. Mm-hmm. And then we had the disaster. Of Super Bowl 55. Don't want to talk about it. We don't want the scrambles, the Haley, running, the, so the, it was terrible memories. The, the joke is always, you know, Craig, Maddie, Tucker, and me were on the offensive line for, for Mahomes during that Super Bowl. But now we have five. So you're you're on there too. So Haley, Haley was on the board. You're playing left tackle. Welcome to the group. That's why you we, were you know, Mike Rimmers. Yeah. I need more tacos <laughs> yeah. for that. I, yeah, well, I'm going to, you know. That, that's not, that's a good problem, the tacos okay. we just had over here. Okay. So. Anyways, anyways. Tucker, uh, Tucker D. I'm, Good Stats. things coming. Tucker D what? Uh, this isn't a stat. This is Tucker D quotes right now. Um, <laughs> this tweet also coming from uh, our, our pal Jordan Foot. Uh, Patrick Mahomes says Justin Ross is, quote, a different receiver than anyone else the Chiefs have. Ooh. Quote, we're going to keep throwing him out there and giving him chances, end quote. Hmm. Wow. Sharpie, yes. people. Not yeah. nothing. You know what, though? What, what were we, like, a few days ago, everyone was losing their mind over the fact that he was being carted off the field, and mm-hmm. then we found out he was in the front of the cart, and then we found out that he was fine. And he practiced literally less than 24 right. hours before going up in the cart? This could be the guy. He's, he's, you know, the people love him. He's a man of the people. He Get that well, Sharpie. He has the talent. He always has. Like, yeah, I think and that's now he never, has his chance. So. Not, it seems like pretty lockstep. I'm more curious. I'm actually more curious how they get seven on now. Oh, I thought you were more curious about how to get his autograph for the Sharpie, but that was i was reading the wrong vibes i'm sorry i need a break <laughs> no you don't you're doing great Greg, matt take it away i read the wrong vibes there <laughs> <laughs> no it makes sense that's been happening a lot today i'm sorry i forgot the cherries man <laughs> let's take a break we'll be back right after this thanks for listening to kc sports network make sure you download our new app find it on the app store or google play just search kc sports network we're back. Happy Saturday. <laughs> We're having a good time. People pay us to do this. This is mind-boggling. <laughs> for everybody. Oh Welcome to our what world, Haley. Welcome yeah. to our world. You're getting, a full, you're getting a full Casey Lab experience is Ooh, what you're getting. Man. Anyways, good times. So, cool. They, they beat the Cardinals, but still win. In their yeah. uh, second home, on the, turning into their second home on the heart of America golf course. <laughs> they I, don't were that. Out there. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want that home. The carpet's all torn up. Should we talk a little bit about the defense? You think there's hardwoods Thank under you. there for the people being serious? Yeah, yeah, Craig. Yeah, let's hear about the defense here. What do you, what did you think? I I thought that Keandre Coburn and Danny Shelton both had phenomenal games again. Just those two. Yes. Just, this is what we well, want. Starting off defensive talk with second half, third, nose second, tackles. third, fourth straight nose, nose tackle, tackle takes. talk. Let's go. Let's Listen, go. I know my people. Um, <laughs> I No, I, I thought that they were great. Like, I think we're to the point now. Derek Naughty is the clear starter at nose tackle. They trust him yeah, yeah. to be the starter. He's not playing as well as these other two guys no. right now. Now, granted, the level of competition that they're playing against is much different, but – 
I want to see more Danny Shelton with the first team. I want to see Keandre Coburn get elevated up the depth chart a little bit. They look good. They're keeping the linebackers ultra clean right now. They're doing a phenomenal job of dry, resetting the line of scrimmage. They're chasing stuff down. Coburn had two today where he mm -hmm. basically strung the play along, made the play himself. They look great. We're to the point now where I think, you know, yeah, we're talking about this QV2 battle. We should be talking about nose tackle two battle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the people want. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my corner, Craig. I've been talking about this for a while. We talked about it earlier this week on the lab because Danny Shelton was so good. And then Kent had to kill my vibe and tell me, like, how do they get Danny Shelton and Keandre Cobert on this team? How do they keep if unless they're gonna go five defensive tackles? And how do they how do they figure this out? And it's I mean, it's a problem because both are good. Danny Shelton and Keandre Coburn have both outplayed Derek Nadi and every other defensive tackle that has been able to suit up for a preseason game for the Chiefs so far. And it doesn't mm -hmm. seem like there is a realistic way to probably get them both on there, especially when the defensive end room might be thin with some Charles O'Minihue suspension stuff coming up. So it's just, it's interesting watching it. Cause I thought both guys yet again were phenomenal. They have the size, they have the power. They're even giving you a little bit as a pass rusher, probably a little bit more than Derek Nadi has given at any point in time in the past three seasons for the Chiefs. So I understand Nadi's making the team. I understand he's going to start. He knows all the stuff. He knows all the calls. He's been around. I get it. But the, both those guys are playing better than him right now. Both those guys look better than he has any point in time in the past couple seasons. Let's find a way to get him out there. I mean, like, Danny Shelton's in shape. Danny Shelton's playing eight, nine plays in a row. Could you have imagined <laughs> Danny so Shelton so playing nine plays in a row last year? He is in shape. He is also a shape. But <laughs> So I get it. But no, he has played. No, he's right, though. Like, he's played, he has played better. And, Absolutely. And... I think it's it is an interesting roster construction question, you know, just because like it, the good thing is he's a veteran. They maybe can you know maybe they can. He's not going to go through waivers, so maybe they feel comfortable keeping him back in the roster. They they can kind of clear something. You know, who knows? Like they he might be another guy that might be willing to help them out a little mm -hmm. bit, or this is a guy that they might be willing to just say, hey, look, you know, we like what we've seen out of you. You've had some injury concerns in the past. You haven't been able to you know be consistently healthy. Maybe this is something we hold on to. You know we think we can get you on the practice squad and get you, you know, utilized in some capacity somewhere down the road. I don't know. There's a lot of, I think there's a lot of conference that can wind up being had about, about Danny Shelton, but you're right. The, the D2, or the DT nose tackle to competition, Craig, I'm really glad you let, let off with that one. Maddie, anything else on the defensive side of the ball that you found interesting? Um, I'm trying to think of something that fits along line of second, third, fourth string nose tackles. Yeah. Um, no, as I mean, important as that. The, that's the bar, Maddie. As important as second string nose tackle. All right, I guess we're talking backup linebackers then. Um, <laughs> no, I do. I actually have a real question for you though. Pass rush was. I left a little something to be desired for me. How do you feel about it? Just you know, just want to jump to the pass rush, huh? Okay. Yeah. Um, I did. I had a yeah. Question. Well, it, the pass rush is about as good as our conversation has been about the pass rush so far. Um, which means it wasn't really there at all. And it was once again versus like a not great offensive line unit. And I thought the pass rush really struggled to get home. Some of it was a lack of interior pressure. Some of it was a lack of like pass rush lane uh, responsibility. Guys were letting the quarterback escape around them, underneath them pretty frequently. But I still think the pass rush left, you know, a good bit to be desired. I agree with you there, especially that first team. 
the first team pass rush didn't seem like they were getting much pressure very quickly in the game. Uh, it wasn't quite at the ball wasn't coming out quite as fast as the saints game. So I think you've got to see them a little bit more. And it was, it was not an inspiring performance early on. It wasn't, it was a little bit concerning. Um, it's almost like hey, Steve Spagnuolo has done this before, so it's not that concerning. Mm-hmm. Having a blitz a ton, mm-hmm. basically. Shamar Connor the was gaps. told, yeah, yeah, yeah. They mugged the a gaps a lot. They mugged today. them a lot. Even Mike Dana mugged the a gaps <laughs> on a dying rep. Like he he's out there mugging a gaps. But Shamar Connor was basically put on the field in the slot, and they just told him, "Hey, buddy, get you." Know, Turn up, let's go. <laughs> you're you're just blitzing full time now. It it felt like they're missing Chris Jones, and I know that that is the most mm. obvious statement in the world there. Mm. But they need somebody that forces teams to not be able to chip the edge, to not have to you know not be able to leave guys in that that can win one on ones in those situations. And we're seeing guys like Felix Anaduke Uzama who looked like he was a little bit tired from playing a ton of snaps last week, and especially on a bad field there. I understand him being a little more cautious coming off of a knee injury or a leg injury there. I'm I'm not reading too much into his game today other than to say, hey, he got chipped a lot by running backs coming out of the backfield. Like he saw a lot of attention out there. And so that left one-on-ones with a lot of other positions and they didn't win you didn't see joshua kando malik herring you know bj thompson did come up with a sack near the end of the game there but you know guys like that that we've kind of placed this extra onus on to be complimentary pass rushers here we're just not seeing it so far in the preseason yeah it'll come steve spagnuolo is going to dial up different blitz packages that are going to be game specific and offensive line specific here it's not just going to be you know send the hounds like they are right now but it does leave a little bit to desire when, when you're watching that and you're seeing these edges just not really be able to get the mm. kind of pressure that you'd hope. You know what else is useful? When you touch a quarterback, tackling him. Yeah, yeah. that does helps. help. Yeah. Well, it is, uh, it's preseason for the Chiefs. Their starters are on a snap count. We're on a minutes count today. It is time for the <laughs> Toast Game Show are the oh. toast game presented by Ben Holiday bottled in bond bourbon. So Haley, you're new to this. I want to welcome to welcome you to the toast game Thank session. You. What we all do is we go around. We we do uh, a, all. We're all going to do a toast. Okay. To a I've player, any player. Yeah, I'm mm. sure you you know. Mm. I, that sounded that. Never mind. Um, we're gonna uh, all pick one player or wh- whoever you want, and you're gonna toast them. Okay. So it's or you could be a position group, whatever you want. Do you want the honors first? Or do you want us all to go first? Oh no no no. First, go for first, it right yeah, exactly i would like to toast to mr bushel okay good luck beating out mahomes <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect that's a great gamer right there <laughs> that's the block i hope Uh-oh. you win I, I love your hair and i hope you win i'm a, i'm gonna go we're gonna let craig go last i'm gonna go uh justin watson touchdown from patrick levon mahomes just continuing mm, to mm. prove the point that he is going to be on this roster and a lot of people are going to have to get over it. I like that. Justin Watson, congratulations on the touchdown. Yeah, there you go. Thanks for coming to the good side. All right, Maddie, what you got? Oh, well, I'm glad that when you explained what a toast is to people that you let them know that I'm allowed to pick entire position groups. So I just want that to be on record. This has been recorded that I'm allowed to pick more than one player. This was straight from your mouth. Everyone but Maddie is allowed to. (laughs) Um, 
I'm doing the entire offense, every offensive tackle, every offensive tackle. Oh I gosh. thought showed some flashes. They did some stuff that was good. We talked about Donovan Smith and Jawan Taylor. Name them all? Uh, Prince yeah, Tiga Huonogo switched to the right side. I think he's probably their best backup left tackle, but they played him on the right side. And he still looked pretty good there. Wanya Morris got in late in the game. Lucas Yang got the second team reps at left tackle. Good job offensive tackles. I thought they all kind of played pretty well, especially in the run game. I thought they were doing good. So uh, position group, offensive tackles. Uh, not yet, Craig, because uh, Tucker D. Toast is also due for this as well. Ooh. Yeah, so I got to get my... Toast D. Franklin. If you guys are familiar to this program, you know what my toast is. To good health. <laughs> I for sure thought Dabbert. I mean, I was like, go Mizzou. We put him on the spot one time. Oh. All right, Tucker, you turn. Uh, good health. <laughs> No injuries in today's game. It's big. Oh, that is true. That's true. No injuries. 25. To have it's a good health. It works. All right, Craig. Uh, you bring us home for real. All right. Uh, my toast game is for Shamari Connor, uh, a guy that maybe during camp we didn't hear a ton about. Today gets out there with the first team in the nickel as the nickel slot. Yes, Legereus Sneed is hurt. But then cycled through to second team deep safety, played a lot of alignments. And oh, yeah, he was a first team vice. That man is in Sharpie. Shout out to Shmart Sharpie. Connor. Cheers. Wow. Mm. Craig with the like the real good toast there. You, no, know? He's, he's, you did your homework, you showed up, and you showed you That's know, why he was the closer. Do. That's yeah. why we, that's why we knew we had the to bring anchor, it home. With bringing him. it home. Yep. Well, I think it's trying to hide me in the middle. I, I love it. Right? I think that's a great idea. Boys at home, thanks for joining. Boys, oh gosh. Boys <laughs> thanks for joining us, guys. <laughs> and and to our viewers at home, appreciate you joining us. Cheers. Have a great night. The Chiefs won. We got one more to get done. And then the Chiefs are going to kick off the regular season here in KC. We hope you always join us. We're always going to keep you updated with everything you need to know about Chiefs Kingdom. We'll see you next time. Shout out, boys at home. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.